There's a fairly well-known TV trope, especially in cartoons, that pops up when someone is wrestling with temptation. Two miniature versions of the character's self, an angel and a devil, sit on each shoulder and try to pull the character in different directions. I think the first time I ever saw the shoes might have been in an episode of The Flintstones. There's even an old Donald Duck cartoon that uses it to get Donald to invest in war bonds. But the most popular example is probably from the movie The Emperor's New Groove. Psychologists often explain it this way. We have one brain with two minds, and they rarely, if ever, agree with one another. Mind one is driven by whatever is easiest. It wants you to act on impulse, and it demands immediate gratification. Mind two is driven by your values. It wants you to do the hard thing by controlling your impulse and delaying gratification in favor of long-term goals and values. So, internal conflicts and threats are really a battle between your two minds, so to speak. You might also recognize a very similar idea from much of the New Testament, where Paul shows that we are in a continuous battle between spirit and flesh. I'll come back to this spiritual model later. For now, let's stick to the neurobiology behind these so-called two minds. We all know that stress has a biological signature called fight or flight. But just like stress, self-control also has a biological signature. It's a coordinated set of changes in the brain and the body that help you resist temptation and override self-destructive urges. Psychologists call it the pause and plan response. A pause and plan response starts with the perception of an internal conflict. You want to do one thing, but you know you shouldn't. Or you know you should do something, but you would rather do something else or maybe nothing at all. Your instincts are pushing you toward a potentially bad decision. What's needed, therefore, is protection of yourself by yourself. This is what self-control is all about. This response will be to slow you down and control your impulses. Now, when your brain recognizes such a warning, the prefrontal cortex jumps into action to help you make the right choice. This is the exact opposite of what happens in that fight-or-flight stress response. The pause and plan response redirects energy from your body to your brain. Why? Well, because this battle between your two minds is also a really energy-expensive process. Robert Sapolsky, a neurobiologist at Stanford University, has argued that the main job of your prefrontal cortex is to, quote, bias the brain and therefore you toward doing the harder thing, end quote. And that requires energy. Think of it sort of like a battery on your laptop or your cell phone. The brain has, at any given time, a very small supply of energy, just like your cell phone battery. Your brain is mostly dependent on a steady stream of glucose circulating in your body's bloodstream. Special glucose-detecting brain cells are constantly monitoring the availability of that energy. And when the brain detects a drop, it may decide to stop spending and start saving. The first expense to be cut? Self-control. Because it's one of the most energy-expensive tasks that the brain performs. Add to that the fact that modern life is full of self-control demands that can drain your willpower battery. Anytime you have to fight an impulse, 
filter out distractions, weigh competing goals, or make yourself do something difficult. You use a little more of your willpower battery. This even includes trivial decisions, though, as Dr. Roy Ballmeister has pointed out, the less you actually care about a decision, the less that decision seems to drain your willpower battery. Your willpower battery can also be easily drained by stress, sleep deprivation, poor diet, a sedentary lifestyle, and a host of other factors, including our bad habits, which don't just reflect a lack of self-control. Bad habits actually drain our willpower battery and create more stress. And so they're literally stealing our self-control. Another thing that we don't often think about is the point made by Dr. John Medina in his book, Brain Rules. He says, quote, multitasking, when it comes to paying attention, is a myth. We are biologically incapable of processing attention-rich inputs simultaneously, end quote. He says that instead, our brains go through a four-step process of task switching every single time our attention shifts from one thing to another. It's both time-consuming and sequential, and that means it's an energy hog. Task switching is the equivalent of having several programs open and continuously running at the same time. It is not energy efficient. It will drain your willpower battery very fast. Distractions are often nothing more than us constantly switching task and attention. Dr. Medina says that studies show that a person whose attention on one task is interrupted takes 50% longer to accomplish that task. Not only that, he or she makes up to 50% more errors. So, not only is task switching the enemy of productivity, but it's also the enemy of willpower energy. And finally, researchers have found that our normal reserve of self-control is highest in the morning and steadily deteriorates over the course of the day. This means that you may find yourself out of willpower by the end of the day. And if you try to control or change too many things at once, you may exhaust yourself completely. This failure may say very little about your character or your virtue. Instead, it may primarily be about your willpower battery. So this battle between your two minds drains your willpower battery the same way apps can drain your phone's battery. Why does this matter? Well, we need that willpower battery to help us fight temptations and distractions, etc. But we need to do those things while also finding a way to conserve battery power. I mean, sure. We can choose to simply face temptations, distractions, etc. head on. But that self-defense strategy is super exhausting and your willpower battery is going to pay the price really quickly. A better, more energy efficient approach is to use your God-given built-in self-control system, which Dr. Kelly McGonigal, author of The Willpower Instinct, calls your I will, I won't, and I want system. To avoid procrastination, things you would put off for tomorrow, requires some willpower energy in order to put them on today's to-do list. Dr. McGonigal calls this your I will power. I will do this harder or better thing. Of course, when most of us think of willpower, we think of resisting temptation, like the shoulder angel versus shoulder devil. We may say, I just have no willpower, which really means we have trouble saying no when our mouth, stomach, heart, etc. wants to say yes. Dr. McGonigal calls this your I won't power. I won't do this easier or lesser thing. 
After procrastination and temptation comes a third type of power, and that is the ability to remember what it is that you really want. This is your true goal, your core values, your real motivation when it matters. This is the I want power. Dr. McGonigal says the first rule of gaining I will, I won't, and I want power is to know yourself. Without self-awareness, the self-control system would be useless. You need to recognize when you're making a choice that requires I will, I won't, and I want power. Otherwise, the brain always defaults to mind one, that which is easiest and quickest. So, let's be honest. We know we can make a moral or ethical case about willpower and doing harder things, etc., but practically speaking, does it really make that big a difference? Well, the short answer is a resounding yes. The longer answer is that people who have better control of their attention, their emotions, and their actions are better off almost any way you look at it. Research says they are happier and healthier, they have better relationships, they have better finance and career decisions and outcomes, they're better at handling stress, conflict, and adversity, and they even live longer. Oh, and get this, self-control and willpower is a better predictor of success than academics. So if we want to improve our lives, willpower is a great place to start. But, and here's the real key that seems to get overlooked sometimes. Well, probably a lot when talking about willpower. Instead of trying to fight temptation, distractions, etc., use your natural biological reserve of willpower to instead establish good habits. Now, I'll talk more about this in a future episode. For now, just know that habits are so automatic that they cause very little, if any, drain on your willpower battery. That's how you conserve your willpower battery. Okay, enough about the biology. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that you might also recognize a very similar idea from much of the New Testament, where Paul shows that we are in a continuous battle between spirit and flesh. The Apostle Paul's description of this conflict in Galatians 5 makes it super clear that these two are at war for control, just like the TV trope. The desire of the flesh is set against the desire of the spirit. Paul says something similar in Romans 7.19, quote, For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want, end quote. So what happens when you run out of natural willpower energy and your flesh, that devil sitting on your shoulder, seems to be on its way to winning this war for control? Well, that's where believers have a secret weapon that others just simply do not have. The indwelling Holy Spirit who produces fruit in our lives, among which is self-control. So when you've exhausted your natural reserve, you always have access to a supernatural boost to get you safely through any challenge. The key is learning to access that divine supply through prayer and biblical meditation upon scripture. Perhaps the biological model of one brain and two minds is more than just coincidentally similar to the spiritual model of flesh versus spirit. But either way, the bottom line is essentially the same. A better mind, a spirit-led and spirit-inspired mind focused on biblical values and goals always leads to a better life.